Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Drunken Storytellers podcast, where I, your erstwhile host, folklore nerd, freelance RPG writer, and mad scientist, um, take you on a tour of folklore, myths, and legends from across the globe, with some inane drunk ramblings occasionally thrown in. In this episode, I'm going to be mostly distracted by a guest who's just <laughs> dancing on the screen. At the moment. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Yeah, um, so we're back in that, that that mini-series that I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, or a couple mm-hmm. of episodes ago, where we're looking at the four major Celtic festivals. Uh, so I'm joined by Fiona again, who's it's me. just been Hello. dancing on the screen while I've been reading that out. And you, well, you said that, you said we had to be quiet for the beginning of the episode, and that I can do, but I, I have to I have to move in some way. So I just thought if I do <laughs> silently like like I pretend I was at a club, you know, and then I, then I thought it'd be great. I didn't think you'd actually be looking at the screen. <laughs> I was kind of, no, I was reading my notes. I know. In the corner of my eye, all I could see was you just kind of like. I was doing my dad moves. dance, arms in the air, arms in the air. Yes, but I'm back. I'm back. You invited me back. Thank you for having me back. Yes, I did invite. Well, you're going to be back twice more as well, hopefully. Hopefully, um, yeah. Otherwise, well, it, that's... it is. It is my Zencaster after. All. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Um, so today we're going to be looking at the next festival. In, in the four major festivals. Um, yes. And this one's all about fire, the summer, and cows. Yes. There's cows in this one. Or cattle and, and things. Um, and so we're going to look at um, Beltane. Beltane, um, yes. So yes. Um, it's quite a well-known festival. Um, mm-hmm. People know most of them. Most of them. I think the only one that is a little bit weird is Lugnasa, or how about mm. that. I will learn how to pronounce that um, when we do that episode. <laughs> No, you won't. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, you know me too well that I will not learn this, and I'll just butcher names. Just because you're just like me, David. Ultimately, we're both the same. We promise to do stuff, and then and then months later, you're like, oh damn, I've not done it. But never mind. We yeah. we soldier on as British. Yeah. British I, I read a lot of things, but I don't speak things out loud. So when I come to read, speak them out loud, I'm like, is that how you say it? No, I, I tell you, I'm a big fan of RPGs that will at the beginning have a page as here's all the pronunciations and stuff. They are slowly starting to do it for accessibility yeah. reasons, but it is getting to the point now where, if you, again, if you're looking back at older, say, I don't know, Wizards of the Coast stuff, and you've got these amazing, wonderful names of gods, and I'm just like, I'll just butcher them because I never say them out loud. And yet when yeah. I do reviews for them, I'm like, oh God, how do I pronounce this? And, and then you'll go to pronouncenames.com. Who will say it in a completely different way that no other human on earth has ever said. So yeah, I I, I need pronunciation guides on everything. So just in order to yeah. I don't sound like an idiot when I'm speaking aloud. Yeah, I've just I've just finished reading um, or rereading the Tane, which is an Irish epic tale mm. of the of um, Cucullin and things, and it does at the beginning have kind of how you pronounce the Irish words because it's based on traditional Irish stories mm-hmm. and things. But I'm even looking at those going, I, I still don't know. And then I just kind of see see the names and words and places turn up in, in the story. And I'm just like, I, I'm going, just not going to bother. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that story is never going to get told on my podcast because uh, I can't yeah. pronounce half of it. Yeah. Even in my head, I can't do it. Uh, no. it's, a, it's redacted that's yeah, in your head. I will do the, the English bastardized version at some point, maybe. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I can do th- I can do the name of the person, which is Kulkullen. Um, yeah, that's as far as it goes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that, that it's, it's Irish. It's related to what we're doing, so I can. Sure. Yes. Uh, yes. What are we doing? Beltane. What is Beltane? Beltane. Beltane. Yes. Okay. So what is Beltane? Um, so we'll look at the entomology first. So there's 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 kind of 
there's the major thing that people think of as to where kind of the name of Beltane comes from. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, kind of two other um, ideas of where it comes from based upon people who study history and entomology and stuff like that. So the most common belief is that it comes from the word Bella, um, which is the word for bright in, mm-hmm. in Irish or some form of that word. Um, and it, then from the Irish for fire, which is teen. So Beltane, Beltane. And it is also thought to kind of relate to the Irish, the old Irish Celtic sun god, Belanus or Belenus, um, different spellings on those. Mm. Um, and it's kind of, he's the major deity that is connected to it within the modern paganistic look as to what Beltane is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also kind of come into connections with Bridget, who is also um, mm. a fire goddess. Um, yeah, well, we spoke so about of, her last time. Didn't we, we did, yeah. Um, but we're not going to, I'm not going to kind of look at the connections to gods within this because it gets a little bit too neo pagan. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't really actually have much time to kind of look into those connections <laughs> with that. And I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of uh, weird beeps going on in the background, uh, rabbit hole of connections to religions and stuff. I just want to look at the stories behind it. Um, sure. Because that, that's a whole hole that I don't want to shoot myself in the foot with. Fair um, and kind of with that connection, I'm not going to talk about May Day in England, which mm-hmm. is kind of our version of Beltane. And there is a, in modern paganism, this is kind of the only connections I'm drawing here. Modern paganism, they do a May Day parade where you have mm-hmm. a May Queen and a, uh, a green man, um, mm-hmm. kind of like a prom thing. That is very much more an English May Day thing than it mm-hmm. is Beltane or traditional mm-hmm. Beltane um, from a historical standpoint. So there's that. Um, but that's kind of where the, the most common belief comes from, from the name. It's it's from the idea of bright and fire in Irish, so bright fire. So it's a fire okay. festival, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two meanings, so the first one I've got here is from a common Celtic root, um, I've written, this is going to be one of those things where I've yep. written the thing Good down. And I've... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, called Bello Tep, tep either Tepnia or Tepnia, um, which yes. translates to bright fire again. Um, mm. And so we get, again, the root of Bello, which is um, English. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in English, we kind of relates to bale, which is like bale fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of means white or shining. And then it connects to the old English bale, B-A-E-L, instead of mm-hmm. B-A-L-E. And so that's kind of where the beginning of the words come from. Um, and mm-hmm. can, you can kind of see how then that can connect to um, Bellinus and the Celtic gods and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are similar sounding words that kind of spread across Europe. Uh, I've put one down here. Um, so there were connections to the Baltic states and Slavic languages. So, for example... Belarus, the country Belarus, uh, actually means white Rus. Mm. So Bela is white and Rus is the Rus people. So it's the white Russians in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, um, I'm not too sure on this connection and things, uh, not quite sure how it works, but there's another one where it could come from some uh, a word called Belentinia, um, mm-hmm. which is more of a, again, it's that 
uh, is it Baltics? The Baltic states, so, so Lithuania, um, connections to the goddess of death called mm-hmm. Giltine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's as much as I could find on that without spending hours trawling through books and stuff. So uh, take <laughs> that one with a pinch of salt, I think, is, is mm-hmm. the message there. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I guess, I guess that whole it makes sense like i'm sure we'll go on to this idea of bright fire the white and shining so because obviously compared to when we last spoke when it was very dark with involved and all that sort of thing and we we're trying to bring the light back and to bring the fire mm. back and now obviously as i'm just talking to you looking out and it's like beautiful bright like it's it's the way my the camera my camera is obviously for the listeners at home i'm very exposed because <laughs> it's so yes, bright you're, outside. it's very very bright where it's very you are. bright which is great I, I look like i have no nose at times um yeah. but yeah so it, it it makes sense that we're now the light is back and so we've got this beautiful shininess and everything is sort of yeah that that it bringing the fire back yeah bringing the light back to the light. yeah it's, it's it's very much that kind of um actually we'll talk about that now it's very much a start of summer festival it's a start mm-hmm. of the new one of the new seasons um mm. in the celtic especially the irish celtic calendar it is beautifully sunny here as like i'm not that far from you at the moment you're actually no. you've, you've traveled up north i know um especially for this, especially for this. <laughs> but you traveled further north than me you're, you're, you're the north of Manchester. yes yeah. i am currently yeah um so yeah um but yeah so in the Irish Celtic calendar, there's kind of two main seasons. There's winter and summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they divide them up between the, um, the when winter starts, it's when Samhain happens. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in November. And uh, when summer starts, it's Beltane. Um, and so it is, it's kind of that start of the summer and the start of the new lambing not lambing season because that's involved but the new kind of pasture season and, and sending mm. cows out to pasture we'll get into that in a minute beltane nowadays we set a date for it it's may day it's may 1st but again like in bulk it goes over the night so it starts on the last day of april which is mm. 31 days 31 days out of april may june and november i don't know i didn't realize this would be a test um <laughs> I, yes. I I never remember the rhyme, and whenever every time I do it, it's like thirty-one days have some yeah. of the months. Um, thirty days have September, April, June. And, oh, it's thirty days, April. I can check a calendar. I can we could, but we're, can we're not. Well, you said we're not that much of an expert in these. So no, I, we're not. I, That's why I just checked a calendar. That April has thirty days. So. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it goes over the night mostly. Um, mm. Again. Um, and what a lot of people don't know, because um, everyone knows Samhain and Halloween, and that you of have course. this, the, the the weakening of the veil between the worlds, and so spirits and things come across and, and are connected to um, the world. Um, and because it's the darker time of year, you get all the spooky stuff. But mm-hmm. Beltane is also, because again, it's that shift, they see it's mm-hmm. that major shift in in the way they, they behave and the way the world works, it is also, again, another weakening of the veil. Mm-hmm. So it's another very spiritual night where the the spirits and the fairies and things become quite active. Mm. Um, it's obviously not as well known as Samhain and um, things, but yeah, there are, it is a weakening of the veil, which we can probably play on when we come to the actual discussions of RPGs mm. at the end. Um but yeah, so it's also known in 
um, this in Ireland. Uh, I'm just looking at the word. Yes, it's an Irish word. It's also known as, I'm going to butcher this. Yep, I I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Ketchahuain. Um, so Nailed it. H-A-M-H-A-I-N. So Ketchahuain, uh, which is basically translates as the first of summer. Um, mm. So it's the first day of summer. Obviously, in the past, it wouldn't have been given a specific date. It would have been a bit more mutable as to kind of like weather patterns and stuff. Uh, but we now basically say it's May 1st. Mm -hmm. Why not? Um, and as I've already mentioned, uh, yeah, we've got that. So in England, we call it May Day and we dance around Maypoles. There's a little bit of where that may have come from later. Um, mm -hmm. And I've put in the notion there are no poles in Beltane. Kind of. <laughs> not, not as in how we would traditionally know it in, in England and possibly the United States, uh, like the Western society as May Day dancing around the Maypole stuff um, and the ribbons and things. The roots come from Beltane on that, but they're not, you don't stick a pole in the ground and do it and then run off to the fields and make nookie. Um, yeah, have, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but so like in bulk, again, Beltane first appears in the wonderful Cormac's Glossary. Um, mm -hmm. So that's where we first hear it in like the, the 900s. And we hear straight away um, that he talks about, I've put cows there, but it's actually cattle, um, right. that it's, it's the day when ca cattle are led out to pasture. Um, so they've been kept in all winter. And it's the day when they go, the cows are given freedom. Yay, be gone, Ooh. go free. <laughs> get out. Be gone, get out of this stinky hole. Um, roam free on the on the hills. Mm. Um, but he, they, he also mentions one of the most common rituals that we see, and we'll go into the rituals yeah. in a minute, um, mm. that the cows are walked through in between two massive bonfires. Yes. As a That's cleansing ritual. Yeah, that that's again. I, there's always that thing in RPGs in general that talk about like, well, fire is healing in some way. So if you've got like a like again using D and D of a quick example, like anything fire related has always got like you get temporary hit points or something like that. Mm. So and I like how you you went through well actually between yeah because walking through cows through anything in general takes a lot of work. So through a fire, I don't think they'd do that. But yeah, I I, I have heard about this like this idea of walking them between. Mm. two fires is there a particular i guess obviously i know you said you were going on to the reasons why they do that in a second but is there any sort of i don't know medical benefit for it like is it does it burn off like fleas or something like that? or is it just a, is it just more of the ritual aspect of it? it's it's the idea that i suppose you can kind of relate it to the idea that fire is is seen as a cleansing thing like when when a fire takes root somewhere and it you can't control it afterwards mm -hmm that area is completely destroyed. It's completely cleaned of anything in a way. Um, mm. Whether there's a, whether it does actually do anything to the cows or not, can't really say. I'm yeah. going to guess no. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I thought it so. would be, need to be really, really hot and you'd probably end up with a barbecue instead of a nice ritual procession. <laughs> Quick, uh, come out to the pasture or as I call it, the barbecue. <laughs> like... Yes, it's been a very lean winter. Now let's yes. have some barbecue. <laughs> who who wants a burger? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, uh, with that, it, it is very much a fire festival. There's a lot of fire going on with this. Um, mm. So we talk about fire a lot. And so I, I don't know if there was anything to do with actual um, food in this. There's a lot to do with milk. 
milk milk i always find is a big part of these celebrations anyway for yeah. some reason um but yeah i, I guess as well like it's interesting because again just because we talked about it just then like this idea of fire being rebirth you know it, it's starting afresh that's like rising from the ashes all that sort of thing whereas i would as as a pleb, I say, um, I see fire as a destructive thing. Like it burns away all that you have. But I guess obviously for year on year and season on season, you know, when you see the rise and fall of crops, of animals, of, of people yeah. and stuff, maybe it is that sort of thing going, well, we need to look forward and it doesn't matter what we had in the past. It's all about looking yeah. towards the future and but it's, yeah, cleanse ourselves on that. So. There's also, um, when you do people like, even nowadays farmers will set fire to fields um and yeah we, we do see that people will do controlled burns in forests and things mm. um which they should be controlled otherwise you end up setting fire to the moors in manchester and it, you end up getting covered in smoke for a couple of days or you get the wildfires that happen in australia and america that cause major yeah. problems mm-hmm. and so you have controlled fires that refresh the land um it, it destroys all the old brush and, and allows new growth to come out of the the ground so it's it's all refreshed but as well it kind of adds back in nutrients into the soils and things um i'm not a soil scientist so i'm not going to go into that but i know that there is, there is some kind of connection that it does kind of put nutrients back into the ground but if there's any scientists who know more on that then there correct me if i'm wrong please do yeah, answers on the postcard, folks. Answers That's... on the postcard again. Uh, <laughs> it's a phone in again. Uh, you can you can ring in. <laughs> but there's also um, the connection with fire again, and and that kind of bringing of new life is it's also a sun festival. So mm. Belanus is the god of sun is the god of god of the sun, um, and when the sun comes back as it has today, it brings new life. Flower, flowers grow, trees yeah. grow, people mm. feel more. Um, alive and and have more energy um Mm. like vitamin c goes up and stuff and so um the sun is obviously hot and made of fire so we get that connection there (laughs) (laughs) confirmed (laughs) we are not a conspiracy site here it is not a flat ball with only only fun facts confirming here And so, yeah, it, 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 it brings fertility to the land and things, um, mm. which is kind of where we end up with that May Day idea of having fun in the fields and frolics in the fields. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But right, so we've kind of briefly touched on rituals and like the cows passing through the fires. Much like the last episode, most mm. of this work and ideas, they come from Ronald Hutton's book, Stations of the Sun. There's also some information that comes from a very fat book um, that i've read bits of um, and it's an amazing book uh, it's called the golden bow a study yeah. of magic and religion it was released oh, it was written many 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 years ago uh, i i can't i'm gonna have to google that because i can't remember but it's uh, by george uh, james george fraser and it's uh, a sir kind of james george sir, fraser yes sir james george didn't fraser. do all that hard work not to be called a sir <laughs> um, yeah and it's 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 a really good collection it's it's very much a study aid rather than a book that you sit down and read mm. um that kind of goes into the history and study of local religions and things within oh go away Sorry, oh. I'm being reminded to update things. And I was like, no, oh. I need to read things. Um, it goes into kind of like the, the history and religions and stuff. And it's it's 
there are issues with it, but yeah. it's also a very fantastic source of history. Um, yeah. I want to say it was written around the 15th, 16th century, but it may have been a Victorian book. I cannot remember. Yeah, I, I can't see off the top of it, but I will say I know there is an illustrated abridged version. So if you weren't a big fan of seeing a big fat book, and maybe it's some pictures massive. would be there's volumes. Yeah, I've I've heard there's quite a few bits and pieces on it, but yeah, you can get the abridged version, uh, and it's illustrated as well, which is quite good. Yes, uh, twelve volume set. There you go. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. yes, <laughs> it's it, it's rather rather a hefty book. You can buy it as a single volume from Amazon with really tiny print. It was oh, it was 1890. So my 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 15th, 16th century was a complete lie. I thought it was yep. Victorian. Yep. Wikipedia <laughs> for the win. So uh, yeah, so that's where it comes from. Stations of the Sun by Ronald Hutton because Ronald Hutton is the be all and end all of uh, paganistic religions within the UK um, and the history of of England and, and witches and things and just a general god of knowledge on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start with fire. Because... Do, do, do. Fire. <laughs> I have the god of hellfire. Can I bring you? Fire. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah so uh, as, as you sort of, sort of mentioned in the notes, this is the fire festival. So I assume it's not like that previous infamous fire festival <laughs> that didn't go down and the celebrities weren't trapped anywhere. I assume it's yes, the yes, original it, it, fire festival. It's the original fire festival. It's not, it's not you paying £3,000 for a ticket to be stuck on an island with no food and water for, for a week. In, in a, in a, uh, was it an, a, a, an emergency tent. Yeah, it, <laughs> that, it, was, it was like the tents they actually send to uh, disaster zones. Disasters, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, it, oh. it, I will recommend the documentary all about that. And it's okay to laugh because it was rich people getting ripped off rather than poor people. So it's fine, yes, yes, honest. It was. Um, it's, it's, you also, like, when uh, the, the woman who conned most of the New York social scene as well, um, there's been a series on Netflix about it. She was connected oh, to yes. it as well. Uh, inventing Anna. Inventing yes. Anna, the, yeah. She the was the fake heiress. Oh, it's cracking. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. cracking. Yeah. If, if anyone's conning rich people uh, out of money, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, because I don't and, have any. No, <laughs> it's it's an interesting one. Again, completely off topic, which I expect you're going to edit out. Hopefully, yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but it's interesting. So obviously, yeah, it's a, a person pretending to be a rich person conning other rich people into paying her bills and stuff. What I found interesting was like obviously most of the say people who aren't that rich or don't have that money that much money um, were like, how could you be friends with this sort of person? They said, oh well, this is just like the norm. So there's this mindset that when you get rich, you kind of don't care about certain things. Like, I, oh, you spent you dropping this amount of money on this, cool. Whereas obviously for you and I, we're like, what? So I, I would, I, I could, I would never be friends with her because I was like, don't be ridiculous. I'm not paying this. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was an amazing piece of social manipulation, mm-hmm. I suppose, and a look at high society and how it works. But anyway, that's that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, look, right. Fire, you were saying. Fire. Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay, so uh, as we've talked about, fire was uh, it, and is still in very much kind of the pagan religions and things, even within some of the major religions. It's a, it's a cleansing thing. Um, and so what they do, um, the fires are started, and Mr. Ronald Hutton writes, 
To increase the potency of the holy flames, in Britain at least, they were often kindled by the most primitive of all means, of friction between wood. Mm. Um, so it was literally doing that whole rub the stick into things yeah. to start the fire. So it's a mm. primitive thing. It's connecting the people to the fire um, and things like that. I suppose as well, if you're going back hundreds and hundreds of years, it's probably the most common way, unless they've got some form of flint to start the fire with. Yeah, um, and there no. are some sources out there as well which say this did happen in Scotland, so it's not just a British thing. So I, I will say though, have you ever set a fire just using friction at all? Uh, when, we were a Boy Scout. <laughs> when I was a Boy Scout, yes. Yeah, it that's takes means that it takes forever. forever. <laughs> so yeah, so I guess it's that idea of dedication, like you know, every, it is a proper like ritual to make sure everything is perfect for it to catch and all that sort of yeah. thing. But yeah, I, yeah. I do, I do oh. tricks to make it not take forever but it still takes a very very long time even yeah. when you're doing it with the with the small little hacks and things oh, yeah 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 um and so like the fire that they set so they set generally two massive bonfires and they are huge they're designed to burn all night um and they are in especially in ireland they're called the tain Agen uh, or the need fire and so let's get back onto the cows because yes thing it's as we say it's 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 the beginning of summer it's the day that the cows are put out to pasture and so we said that the cows are walked between the two fires but if if there's not enough for two fires and you only have one fire you they walk the cows around the fire and then lead them out to pasture so this could be done in the in the morning after the the, the night celebrations or in the evening um before the night um Sometimes, like people would do this as well, if if they were feeling like they needed to be cleansed and, and purified for the new start. But as well, you know how you said making cows do things uh, is kind of hard. <laughs> they did try to make them jump through the flames sometimes. Oh my god! Uh, which I can just imagine was. If it's a large fire as well, that's the thing. Like if it was a yeah. deep, if it's like hot coals s type thing, then obviously people do that all the time for charity and yeah. stuff. But I just feel like. Cattle get they get frightened at the littlest thing. Like you go running towards them, they run away. You know. Yeah, it's like I'm just imagining the, the bonfires that we have on November fifth bonfire night. Like trying to get a cow near that thing is not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I suppose if you if you can herd them well enough, I suppose it would work. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe. but yeah, I, I definitely yeah I can imagine the easiest path is walking them around uh, or between around, two between big fires. Yeah. Um, they do it with, so I, I put cows mostly here because that was mostly the livestock, but they do it with horses as well. And horses would probably be easier because you could mount and ride them and make them jump the fires and things that way. <laughs> or if they're about to jump and as they go, no, and then you fall no, into the fire. You, you the fire. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah. how the jumping through the fire as a human started. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining like, yeah, cattle, you can also have sheep. Sheep can kind of be cut. I wouldn't want to make a sheep. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put sheep. Flaming balls fruit. of sheep running around. <laughs> Uh, Sean, ah! <laughs> yeah. mm, barbecued mm. lamb, mm, mutton for days. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, yeah. Um, what else have we got? So yeah, as well as uh, running through or running around the the fires, um, you people and the cattle would also be covered in the soot and ash and smoke of the fires mm. after they'd they'd kind of died down um, as a kind of cleansing wash. I suppose. And I know that this is also um, something that happens within Buddhism. 
yeah so um yeah it's connected to buddhism uh, there is there are similar things within buddhism so when you go to a temple in japan i can speak in japan because that's where i spent most of the time Mm-hmm. you'd light some incense a bunch of incense and not like we do in england where it's a single stick you'd light a, a bunch of incense um mm. go to a brazier in front of the temple put it in and then wash yourself with the the smoke from the incense as a cleansing ritual um there are other rituals within buddhism and shintoism where you actually do wash yourself with the soot of of the fire as a cleansing thing so it's it's not specifically a European thing that we see with the cleansing. It's very much a, a worldwide thing. Fire is a cleanser. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Mm. So, yeah. Um, other things with the fire. Um, once it has all died down, um, well, so probably the day before, so uh, April 30th, I think we decided was 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 the last day of April. <laughs> That's what we decided. decided this. <laughs> Fact, <laughs> confirmed, <laughs> question mark. Yes, yes. Um, people would... would put out the, the, the fires in their hearths that have probably been burning all year. Um, mm-hmm. because, as we've discussed, lighting a fire is probably a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. So they would they would put out the fire and they'd clean it uh, and do it like that whole spring clean thing of the fire and the hearth and stuff. And they'd set a new, um, uh, I wouldn't say fire just yet, but they'd, they'd set up the wood and things for the, the fire. Kindling. The kindling. Kindling, yeah. that's the word. And then on May 1st, once all the major fires have died, died down, they would go out with a torch and light a torch from this from this need fire mm. and then go back home and relight their hearth fire for the year. So it's a new fire. It's a starting anew again. And you're getting this whole kind of refreshing and everything is new and clean and cleansed mm-hmm. um, to bring good luck and, 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 and things like that. And it's yeah. also because the entire community that you're doing this with You've all built this this main fire, um, and then at the end of the day, you are lighting your own fire from this this fire that everyone else is doing doing it with. So you're connecting yourself spiritually and cleansing to the whole community. Mm. So everybody is kind of connected to this. Yeah, and um, with with halves as well, because uh, that's the thing again, maybe that we don't appreciate nowadays is that every household would have one big room where this is and this is where most of the, you'd spend the time right it's where you'd probably you know you'd eat your your you'd eat your dinner uh but it's where you'd wash yourselves in the tin tins anything like that and all the heat would come from this half so like you said it was yeah. so important to keep it going throughout the whole yeah. year so then to put it out is a great big deal like it's not yeah. something you do accidentally so yeah it's it's very interesting because obviously nowadays obviously with central heating is we don't necessarily put onus on it but if you see like if you go uh, and see older historic buildings and stuff like that and you know you can just see this is where they have the fireplace and stuff it's such a big part of their culture because yeah. of the heat and the light it gives throughout the year which again i i get i know again i i always say this i said it sounds stupid i again wouldn't have considered it because obviously modern technology in the last 200 years has changed all that but yeah. it is yeah. it's such a big part of it and like you said that idea it, it bound, it's sort of bounding the community that everyone takes yep. a little bit of this fire and reignites it it's, it, it's a big it's, symbolism of that yeah it's kind of like a um seen as a sympathetic magic um, mm. or sympathetic ritual that kind of it creates that bond through something primal mm-hmm. to to everybody else there was something that i did see that i didn't I couldn't verify um, mm-hmm. that states that, which can kind of completely contradicts this idea of okay. starting the fire. It's like, it's considered unlucky 
to start your fire on May Day, on May 1st, before your neighbour has smoke coming out of their chimney. Oh, interesting. Um, as I say, I couldn't verify that uh, as, as an actual thing, but it kind of also is a bit weird because that means someone cannot put out their fire and there always has to be someone with a hearth going. So you kind of end up with this round robin. Someone has some, Everyone else in the village clears out. Someone doesn't. So there's always mm. smoke going. Otherwise, yeah. there's never going to be smoke coming out of someone's hearth unless you're the one who wants to get bad luck. Unless it's like, I guess it depends on how the villages are organised per se. And it's like, all right, you go from where the fire is, uh, the next person, the mayor's house or whatever, and then so on and so on. That's the only thing I could think of. Because otherwise, yeah, you'd be like, well, no, I'm not going to start it. Are you going to start it, Marjorie? Oh, no, I wouldn't dare. But have you seen Claire? She's put hers up. Oh, it was that Kevin again. He started the fire again. He's just not learning each year. It's it's the Derricks. Always the Derricks. Anyway, <laughs> old and day, old, old old day Karens turning up here. Old day Karens, yes, exactly for Beltane. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of like the major well-known aspects of of Beltane. Is it's that fire festival? Uh, and if you go to Scotland uh, and Edinburgh, they do have every year on on Carlton Hill. They, which is a big hill that overlooks Edinburgh. One of the many hills that overlook. Yeah, I was going to say, hang on, <laughs> several. Um, it's got this weird um, uh, kind of like Greek, not the Colosseum. What's the thing in uh, Greece Ooh, in Athens uh, which has all the columns? Uh, uh... <laughs> well, that thing. It's got glowing like half of that on top of a hill. Um, and they set up massive Beltane fires every year in, in oh, cool. um, Edinburgh to do it. And then they kind of celebrate it still in Edinburgh mm-hmm. that way. It's not, Beltane is kind of now more of just a a pagan ritual. Um, yes. It's only seen within the pagan communities. It's not a big thing really anymore. It's not a traditional holiday like in bulk is coming back as the traditional holiday and stuff. So mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, staying in Scotland, um, it was a nice little segue in there, I, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, that was me doing a segue. <laughs> said, uh, what are they called? Yeah. <laughs> Never ride one of those on uh, cobbles. <laughs> I, I feel that's from experience, David. Uh... <laughs> I, I've never ridden one, but I, I've been to Prague many times where they used to have them. And uh, the comedy value of watching all the tourists ride them on the cobbles is hilarious. Yeah. They yeah. now have electric scooters, which is even more funny. God. So all these things which are designed in California to work on American roads are beautiful in California. And yeah. then people in like Europe take them and go, yeah, we're running around our city. Forgetting yeah. that what could most possibly go shit. wrong? Yeah. <laughs> we have no road maintenance and mostly made of cobbles. So <laughs> yeah, uh, in Scotland. In Scotland, yeah. <laughs> in Scotland, uh, they also have cobbled streets. Yes, no um, segue. And if you so. listen to the episode, which I'm going to record after this, which will be actually be released before this, um, <laughs> I talk about Edinburgh and, and things to do with Edinburgh because I was yeah. just there. So, um, white stags. I've not done it yet, but I'm talking about white stags um, and how Holyrood got its name. Mm. So, anyway, uh, in Scotland, they make um, what's known as the Bannock Beltane. And these are just oatmeal cakes. Um, they're still made, Bannocks are still made in Scotland. They're kind of a traditional Scottish fare and food, whatever they call them. Um, they're made over the Beltane fire. So 
Um, they cook the the the, 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 the bannocks over the fire, um, and then once they're made, they they break off little bits of the the, the cake, and and give them as votive offerings to the gods, um, to for one one small piece for each type of animal in their herd and in the village that they want protected so there'd be a bit for horses a bit for sheep a bit for cows uh, chickens and things like that but they also just to appease all the, the the bad things that are around at that night because as we said the veil is weak there they also give votive offerings of the the, the bannock to the animals that are likely to cause harm so right. your foxes, your hawks, your eagles, um, and Wolves, things. Yeah, yeah. So they would do that as well. So it's it's just kind of a, you 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 lot have food because we want you to be nice and safe and healthy and grow fat and and, and produce wool and stuff. So we'll, we'll look after you and feed you. Mm-hmm. You lot, we're going to feed because we don't want you to fuck with us. So this 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 offering bit, it's given to that particular animal. It's, is this. Or is it's it left votive. out somewhere? It's just left out somewhere. So it's, it's a votive <laughs> offering. Um, so it'll be left out around the fire and it'll be like, um, I break this piece of bannock um, and I offer it to the spirits of the fox so that you right. don't come and eat I my just, Again, I just love that idea to go, well, okay. Oh, so going this... around and trying to find a bloody fox or an eagle <laughs> on Beltane when there's a massive <laughs> fire going on. Or, or, you, on, go to, <laughs> or you go to your, 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 your herd of sheep and you're like, okay, so I've got, I've got a bit of offering. Um, it's going to be the ram. And then they're all like, oh, what? Every bloody year he gets a bit of cake. This is outrageous. <laughs> then form a committee and uh, storm the town. <laughs> Oh, sheep would never do that. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't pick anyone to be the leader because they're all followers anyway. <laughs> uh, read um, Apocalypse Cow if you want to see um, cattle going uh, for people. Amazing! It, it's it's a very weird, dark horror comedy that is in the vein of Terry Pratchett, where cows oh, become fuck. zombies. Amazing! They 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 rebel um, because they become <laughs> zombies. It starts in an abattoir and it's quite gruesome. Mm-hmm. But it is a great book, anyway. Uh, so yeah, they they do this and they offer them, but yeah. So the other things that the Scottish do, they make a cordial, which is a drink. Um, I'm guessing it's cordial or candle. I don't know how you say that. I, I actually misread that as candle, so I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you said it out a loud. A candle made of egg, butter, oatmeal, and milk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> but then I didn't read the rest of that sentence, which was like you pour on the ground. And yeah. an offering or a libation and stuff. Yeah, like, so oh, again, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. like like the like the bannock, it's it's a, it's an offering or libation to to the spirits. Um, it's poured around the fire, mm. um, and then the rest was drunk by everybody else. I'm assuming with this being Scotland, the the the, the one the bit that the the people drink probably has a fair amount of whiskey in it as well. I hope so, yeah, because otherwise it's a bit boring. <laughs> a bit boring and probably not very nice because it's like raw oatmeal mix. Yeah, yeah, with like milk. Uh, yeah, it's, milk. it's being it's ready to be baked essentially. So yeah, you hope there's it is, something it is stronger. technically warmed on the fire, but then warm warm eggs, not cooked eggs. Just uh, uh, health and safety would have a field day, David. Yes. <laughs> and this is why we don't have many festivals now because we have health and safety. Everyone, everyone died of E. coli. <laughs> That's what, that's, that's why it's sheep... not celebrated anymore. All the that, old that... people who celebrated it died of E. coli. That, that's what the sheep want you to think. <laughs> <laughs> that was their plan all along. You gave Bill the bloody oat cake again. Right. Sour the milk. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, one thing that when when I was looking at this some time ago, when we first kind of started talking about doing these, and I was looking up all the festivals, um, mm. I actually got sent something by a friend of mine about Beltane, and I was like, "That is is that true?" Um, mm-hmm. I've still not been able to connect as to whether what they sent me was true or not, mm. but <clears throat> there are some um authors and some like folklore collectors victorian folklore collectors who talk about the ritual uh with the bannock cake and they they chop it up into numerous pieces it's mm. put into uh, one of those pieces is marked in some way maybe with the the ash of the fire or something like that but got into... bloody, bloody raisins in it that's what i think it's going to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah um dead flies Ugh. <laughs> that's what they are aren't they raisins yeah. they're dead flies they're, yes definitely <laughs> well no one's gonna eat them now <laughs> yeah. um all these pieces are put into a bag everyone's blindfolded and it's a lucky dip you you, you put your hand in and you pull out a piece or an unlucky yeah. dip <laughs> well the the versions that i found it's most it is a lucky dip and it's not so bad but the the the, the questionable thing um mm. yeah so yeah, um, whoever gets that marked piece of cake would have to jump through the fire three times as kind of, a again, an offering or a sacrifice to the spirits to kind of protect people um, mm-hmm. and, and cleanse everything. That's one, one version of the story. Yes. Another version <laughs> uh, speaks of someone throwing themselves into the fire and then they are spoken of as if they are dead for a few days. It doesn't say whether they actually come out of it's the out fire. Of the fire. <laughs> yeah. It's just jumping through the fire, not throwing yourself onto it, lying on it, rolling around in it, and going, "Ah, fuck! I'm being cut, cooked here." Yeah, I, um, I said, yeah, you you throw yourself on and then like roll off like hot coals, etc. Yeah, then... like, like they do in Thailand and places where you run along, along the hot coals is kind of where I'm yeah. going to it, but you're rolling instead. Uh. <laughs> but I guess it's interesting because like, there are now was it modern this idea of modern funerals? I think again. Uh, you correct me if I'm wrong. If it's uh, in Japan, where people will hold a funeral for themselves whilst they're still alive yeah, to see yeah, what other do people that. are doing. Just, that sounds bonkers. Because obviously, what if nobody turns up? I'm just obviously I thought about this way too long. Where I think no one's going to turn up at mine. So why would I have that anxiety? I have that anxiety already about my own like birthday parties. Why would I need that with my own yeah. death party? Anyway, I just I, that's what yeah, it there, me there of. are there are we can do episode. I can do episodes on. Um kind of funerals while you're alive because it's kind of like a symbol of ending one part of your life and moving on to another part and Mm. and life changes and stuff Mm -hmm. um and there are some good versions of that but japan has just commercialized it in a weird way like they do weddings for single people Um, (laughs) uh, weird weird (laughs) Uh, yeah so anyway yeah so they are spoken of as if they are dead yeah um there is discussions as to whether this is actually related to some form of real sacrifice that may have happened in the past there is no evidence that i could find that states that this was a real human sacrifice but you can understand how that kind of throwing yourself onto the fire could be Mm -hmm. seen as a human sacrifice Mm -hmm. um i couldn't find anything that kind of agreed with that even like the golden bow doesn't talk about it and that's kind of like the go-to book for these kind of things yeah um unless somebody has got documents that prove otherwise i most of my stuff is done on the internet because i don't have a vast library to connect to (laughs) or vast amounts of time to research libraries but yeah so there are there are 
discussions as to whether that is a remembrance of an old tradition of human sacrifice or not. Whether it is or not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, there were similar, again, I've just put here, there are similar festivals across across Europe, like the Midsummer Festival in Sweden mm-hmm. and Scandinavia is very similar. Um, and there's like same with the Easter festivals and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's kind of things are over there. <laughs> um, next up... <laughs> Just well, well, David, I've had enough about fires. What else is that in I, I'm going to read this out just because I wrote it and I think it's yeah. funny. Sex, no. Oh, okay. We're not, no. That, 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 that's, that's something May Day happened. That's, that's an English thing. Um, there is fertility within Beltane because it's that regrowth and stuff. Yeah. But there's no specific connection to what I suppose it's probably a modern interpretation. I don't know because I've not looked into May Day and the modern neo-pagan religion connected to it. Mm-hmm. As the um, dancing around the Maypole is symbolic of phall- fallacy, phallic symbols and things, and then you do yeah. it with your partner, and then you clash in the middle, and then run off into a field and stuff. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that doesn't happen in Beltane in the no. traditional historical sense. No, uh, it may happen now in modern neo-paganism, but not in the traditional as i say we're looking at beltane not mayday in the uk in england sorry we're looking at the celtic states mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um i'm gonna please tom tom murr today um Yay! fellow folklore nerd and regular on my rpg games um i'm gonna talk about some fairies because tom is obsessed with fairies and i'm also going to talk about bushes and not in that phallic sense thank you very much <laughs> Uh, all right, let's talk about fairies. Yeah, so um, Celtic fairies. Uh, I'm I'm bastardizing the term here because I this isn't an episode on fairies. Um, yeah. I'm using it as a catch-all term here for the seely and the unseely, for the um, uh, the she in in Ireland and stuff. I'm I'm kind of bastardizing it as a group because it'll be too much of an effort to. to Explain each individual one and kind of their connections to it all here. So I apologise to everybody who is listening to this because you're probably to, going to hate To me. every fairy, you're about to tar the same brush. Is that what yeah, I'm going to go After this, I'm going to go to the forest and do some votive offerings and things to kind of good, appease good, the fairies, uh, go find a bogger and, 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 and say hello to them and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Do, uh, do some go good in the community, away. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, massive apologies. I know that this is not what fairies really are, but it's an easy way to... Um, connect everything together yeah of course so mostly they they're generally all right fairies they're 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 not or the the these these creatures these um small spiritual creatures they're they're mostly okay uh, as long as you don't mistreat them or you forget to honor and remember them um and then they become just annoying asshats <laughs> um they would run off with your sheep They'd steal your silverware, they'd spoil your milk, and all other sorts of things like that. So if you think of like the wee McFeagles in Terry Pratchett, mm. they are fairies, again, in inverted commas. Um, mm. They are not uh, brownies. Um, they specifically state themselves in the books, they are not brownies. But they're that kind of thing. It's like they, 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 they like stealing sheep uh, and mm. silverware and stuff. Um, so yeah, they're, um, they're generally okay. 
Um, can I ask? Because obviously, I understand like mistreating them. Obviously, that makes sense. You don't want to annoy them, but yeah. to forget to honor them and remember them, like, if you can briefly, what would that mean? Like that you would leave, always leave out something for them, like an offering, or yes, like yeah. is that that's that's basically it? It's not like yeah. oh, invite them in. Oh, it's it's Art Mag's ninetieth. We'll get them around. Like yeah. It, so- I, yeah. The, the easiest ones to kind of talk about are the, the house spirits and like, um, the brownies and the pixies and things, piskies and things. Um, you would leave out little bowls of milk and things for them every now and then just to say, yes, thank you for keeping my house tidy and stuff. Um, and if you didn't do this, they'd just trash your house. <laughs> so so I, 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 a collection racket is this <laughs> yes <laughs> okay. um, they they are your og mobsters who right. are running a protection racket on the house that you live in that you've paid for <laughs> you paid for it's a nice house. What a shame if it was to get dirty all of a sudden. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I just wanted to double check. I again, I, I for me, it'd be like, oh, I must remember to oh pay it. You know, it's like me reminding myself I need to call my grandmother every two weeks. That's it's, 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 that, it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. It's right. Kind of thing. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> Fair enough. At Beltane, because we're connected to cattle, a lot of these appeasements need to be done to things related to cattle and generally dairy. Mm. Um, so beyond just kind of like appeasing them so they don't trash your house, mm. um, there's dairy products. So butter, um, and the butter churn is like big, stupid barrel with the plunger. Um, yeah, I've seen that Eurovision entry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know how they make butter. <laughs> Old women sat around plunging butter. I saw a, a wonderful discussion earlier about how did old people who used to sit around doing like washer women and, and people who were churning the butter how did they they survive when they weren't listening to podcasts like we do now and like mm. most of our listeners are probably doing at the moment mm. um how, how did they do things and it's like well they sat around and told folklore and folk stories so they were creating their own pad- podcasts while they were churning butter oh very cool they just didn't have the technology to they record just, yeah. it and put it they out were, <laughs> they were doing it as a social aspect whereas oh. you lot are doing it as a, a, a content Every, everything's content whilst yeah. also making a side hu- so it's a side hustle on their own side hustle i like yeah. it uh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> don't don't forget to like like and subscribe like and subscribe to and, the... buy, and buy our own butter from the farm shop <laughs> yeah uh but to make sure that the butter has not been stolen that you've just made and made people like and subscribe to yeah um, and make sure that these fairies and these unseely and these she don't nick it uh, you place three black coals underneath the butter churn um is that would you say that was an offering or was that sort of like a preventative like keep it's away? It's preventative magic. It's preventative magic. So, um, yeah. I unsure as to why. I was going to say, uh, are they? Did they not like <laughs> fuel? Yeah, that's why they make your house all the time. We don't need to be here, do we? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Interesting. Um, so yeah, they'd, 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 they'd like to steal the butter churns because butter is. It, it was a very very good food it's fat at the time so mm-hmm. um the other the other thing is uh, milk um milk pails uh so the the buckets of milk these were tied to maypoles or may bushes and we'll get into that in a bit um so they were tied to something so they couldn't be half inched um they were hung high up in a barn so for some reason apparently fairies can't climb 
Um, right. <laughs> They're just like, no, it's not worth it. <laughs> Derek, yeah. get down. It's not worth it. It'll go to the other house. Yeah. Uh, and then the weird one. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I've just read this. <laughs> it was tied to the tails of cattle. The, these milk pails, these giant ass milk pails. Yeah, which were full of milk, were tied to cows' right. tails. Oh, that's, um, that's, that sounds be- like a bonkers idea. <laughs> I'm assuming it's because of what I've put there of ooh, chocolate and banana milk, anyone. Uh, because milk, milk, you tie it to a tail, what's what's underneath the tail? S- several horrible things which we yeah, don't need to talk so, about. Um, <laughs> why, um, I wouldn't want to drink that milk afterwards anyway, so the bloody fairies can have it. <laughs> yeah. <my> <laughs> um, yeah uh, so that was just, yeah, that was a bit weird. Um, I yep. can understand tying it to things so it doesn't bugger off, but putting it behind a cow's ass just seemed like a really bad idea. Again, health and safety officers. The other things they would do, um, just just, just in, because they do want to steal these things, um, you would leave a little bit of milk and food out for them on the doorstep. Um, especially in, in Ireland, so the Aoshi, um, you'd, you'd leave you'd leave little bits of offerings out for them. I, I, I do like, feel there is... let you have all of it, but we'll give right. you a little bit. I feel there's lots of mixed messages going on because it's like, no give shit. some, but not all. But also, just in case they're going to come and rough up our house, which we own and we've paid for. It's just a lot of... Like, again, I, I appreciate this is me being really nuanced, but I feel like it's all or nothing. Like you either give them all the milk or none of the milk. Not this halfway house, which could be easily missed. I like the idea that you get a knock on the door and goes, "Oh, we're the new, we're the new fay in town. We need two milk, two bottles of milk rather than your normal one." It's like, you know, we, we've um, also, uh, we consolidated. We've bought out the previous fairies. <laughs> anyway, you just, get, you, you just get like. The entire crew, they just keep going around like every uh, each every yes. hour, a different one comes around. No, 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 he wasn't part of our group. It, no, like, no, 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 that wasn't that. No, we have got nothing to do with him. You've given it to the wrong person. We're, we're the actual uh, crew that you need to give it's, it to. Yeah, it's the ice cream wars, but with fairies and milk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, forts, fairy forts. Um, yes, this one's a little bit gruesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've gone we've gone from offering food and protecting the food and stuff to protecting the actual herd themselves. Um, so the cattle were taken to what are known as fairy forts. So interjection here. Uh, this is a recorded bit after the fact because I absolutely ballsed up the bit on fairy forts. So apologies. Fiona's not here on when I'm my, my little bit of discussion now as to what a fairy fort is because I absolutely messed it up. So a fairy fort is, well, nowadays we know them to be um, old Iron Age stone circles, real ring forts or hill forts, and they're kind of prehistoric dwellings, mainly within Ireland. They are commonly, also commonly known as raths or leos in Irish, and it kind of means earthen mound. They're most likely from the late Iron Age um, and early Christian times. They are generally circular fort kind of structures that have overgrown. They've got earth banks and ditches and things like that. Within folklore, the um, fairy forts were thought to have been imbued with magical powers um, and believers in fairies and of the old ways tend not to mess around with them or fuck with them. The stories associate them with the fairies, all the good people, um, and they were seen as entrances to their world so gateways into 
the lands of the Tuatha de Danann and things. So that's what a fairy fort is. Um, not what I said in the uh, other recorded version of this that I have now edited out, because, well, we'll ignore that. But the fairy forts, uh, people would not go around. They wouldn't cut brush from them, so they wouldn't touch things like Screech or Whitehorn, because um, it was supposed that uh, death would come to those who did these things. And there are stories of, of ghosts and things happening at fairy forts, especially the really, really old ones. Occasionally you might hear a leprechaun story related to them as well. And they might hide their pot of gold in these, these fairy forts and things. But that's what a fairy fort is, not what I said in the original recording. Sorry, Fiona. Uh, on with the rest of the actual story now. Yeah, and so um, you then uh, splash some blood around the, around the earth um from the animal um you don't kill the animals but you do no. make them bleed um you splash it around the earth um and offer prayers for the herd's safety i i assume there's all different names so like it's actually like yeah, a fairy a... semi-detached or a terraced <laughs> a terraced house all i'm thinking um... of at the moment is uh the the movie eurovision um <laughs> at the end yeah. where the fairies live in the little house and just randomly kill kill the guy yeah 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 Oh, spoilers, spoilers for that film, but it's a great. It is a great film, but that, that's 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 such a. It's a weird aspect of it as a result. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's nice that they bring that weird little folklore thing there. Yeah, yeah. and I guess again the idea of spilling blood and stuff like obviously there's always been a big thing about blood magic and all that sort of thing. Mm. I feel I guess obviously the connection is like spilling a part of the castle because it's that's what you want protecting rather than. I don't know, your own blood. Uh, <laughs> like willing to sacrifice something else. So Yeah, so it's again that it's a sacrificial kind of magic. Yeah. Um, blood magic. You're sacrificing something of the animal to appease the fairies. Um, yes, this this daisy's blood will do. <laughs> yes. Um, and sometimes then the, the blood is then sometimes dried out collected and burnt as a as another offering to send it through the veil um, collected in what way so, you, so it's it's put on the what on the ground on or the on ground. the flowers and then you dig up that earth and then burn it or something is that you would um somehow either pick up the grass and the flowers where it's on and scrape it wait for it to dry so it's not wet because it'll also yeah. be sticky to the flowers and won't come off mm. You then pick pick the flowers and pick the grass and clean it and take the blood. If you can't, you 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 keep the flowers and thing in there and you'd you'd burn it as a as an offering. Okay, okay. And I imagine that probably stank. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, here's here's we're sticking with cattle. Um, we probably need to move on a little bit because of time. So I'm going to quickly yep run through a few of these. What what about what about the bush? Do you want to move on to the bush then? Yes, because that kind of relates to what we're talking the next thing on the list. So um, before we talk specifically about the bush itself, um, mm -hmm. there were, as we mentioned, clowners. Um, mm. They would dole the cattles up. They'd make yeah. them all pretty and stuff. So um, the bulls would get flowers around their horns and the, the, the normal, um, the other ones, the female cows. cows. Uh, I, I think they're just called cows, aren't they? Female cows are cows. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they are now facts okay. facts. <laughs> facts confirmed confirmed sorry <laughs> um they're, they're also dressed in um flowers and stuff so uh cool yeah so bushes um and flowers as well so in in the vein of midsummer the movie fucking flowers everywhere <laughs> yeah agree everywhere uh, everywhere but not people falling off cliffs no 
no, that's 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 definitely nothing to do with Beltane. So. No. Um, so yeah, the um, the doors and windows on your cows, uh, flowers are made into bouquets and crosses, and affixed to everything. Yes. So. Um, Especially um, cows and the things that are used to make butter. So again, connection to the dairy um, connections here. They were tended to be yellow flowers mm-hmm. um, because it's a fire festival. It's connected to sun and the rebirth of life and things. Uh, so things like hazel, rarin, primrose, marsh marigold, uh, marigold gloves. All the cows have to wear marigold gloves. Uh, yeah, that's all I ever picture them in now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that every everything's dressed up in flowers and made to look vibrant and colorful because of the new year and bringing in that, mm. that new life yeah um the bush the may bush um well sometimes it's a bush sometimes it's not so it's what? Either... confirmed <laughs> <laughs> um sometimes it's just a branch of a, of, of a of a bush and sometimes it's the actual tree itself of the bush so things mm. like hawthorn again rarin holly or sycamore and there was another one that I can't remember the name of. Begins with a T. I can't remember. Unconfirmed. Uh... Uh, yeah. They, they, and this is kind of where we see that connection to May Day and the Maypole in England. Um, mm. The trees were decorated with ribbons and flowers and other symbols of Easter. Mm. Um, especially as, as times became more Christian, um, you'd see Easter eggs, and, and like shells of Easter eggs and things on, on the trees. Mm-hmm. Again, it's kind of like that, those things that give new life. Um, there's, an, an, there's an interesting thing just to sort of quickly check in there's a actually there's a, a statue of a tree uh in Rottenstall, so that's where my parents live and every around this time of year somebody would actually dress it in yeah um uh, ribbons and stuff like that this actual statue of like well metal statue of a tree and i know and i always just thought people were playing silly buggers but actually thinking about it it was always no, probably some year. connection to yeah to the, so and like you said like all the ribbons and all the uh the uh, yeah and like you say like all the easter things as well so there's yeah. definitely always stuff around the base yeah I'd, I'd imagine like little little um cutouts of chickens and things mm. um chicks and stuff um they didn't put bunnies on it though they didn't go around killing bunnies and putting bunnies on or killing chickens and putting chickens that was a step too far or all the fairies said no don't do that <laughs> we like the bunnies we, we like the bunnies teeth. um <clears throat> if it was a tree it they obviously didn't cut it down or they just decorated where it grew um if it was a branch the branches were placed over the entry points to a building so doors windows um and fireplaces and things like that and um for all you old people I'm sorry, but it's your job to do this. It's not the young person's job. It's the oldest person in the family's job to do this. So you better live in a really small house. <laughs> like, I, I sorry, windows. Mm. Is there, was there a particular oh, reason Victorian why? long windows. Yeah. It was a particular reason why it had to be the oldest person. Was it some sort of, I don't know, more ex- more experience in I don't know, putting it in ribbons or just, just, just the way it was as a it traditional? Was just the way it was, I think. I think yeah. it was just seen as... You can't trust people. you can't trust the young with ribbons. That's what. No, that's no, no. They might put them in their hair and make them all uh, <gasps> frivolous. I hear they've been talking about that maypole again, and you know these newfangled ideas in their head. When it should all be about, it should all be about the bush. <laughs> yeah. Um. So as you're decorating the bush and and the branches and things, um, people would sing and dance and and and, and parade around around this bush. Much like the maypole, much um, like I did at the beginning of this episode. Yep, um, <laughs> got to keep that in now because I've said it in the, at the end of the episode. 
So yeah, um, and and much like the fairies would run a protection racket, um, mm. villagers would try to outdo each other by having the most beautiful maybush. And that does not surprise me in any no. way, shape, or form. And what do you reckon happened when uh, people decided to to try and outdo the next village? Oh, they, they probably killed each other because <laughs> it always ends not, in fights. It's very, it's very much quite. like needle things. Oh, not okay. Quite. It, they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't kill each other, but they did try and half inch um, right. the bushes if they were better or destroy them. And it did become a little bit of a Cold War situation mm-hmm. between these places. And, and, and they would go around and. and destroy them and it, it got quite serious in fact so serious that in some places it was a uh, banned oh. <laughs> in victorian times in certain places like in dublin in some areas of dublin and, and belfast amazing apparently it was uh dressing of the maybush was banned because it was causing too many problems with people stealing and, and destroying property and stuff it, it's always it's always some people that have to take it too far and then there's no fun for everyone else that, usually that. the drunk irish I, did, well, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Well, it's usually me, to be fair. There you go. Um, and we'll skip that bit. So uh, the last little bit, we'll go through these again quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Other small shenanigans that happen, um, much like in bulk, visiting Holy Wells, and you'll hear this again in the other two. Um, Holy Wells were a thing. Mm. Um, so they'd go around, they'd offer money. Um, offerings and they'd walk sunrise sunwise around the the well so what's that clockwise i don't know oh, one way around they'd oh, walk we sunrise. talked about this yeah we talked about withershins last time and i think yeah. i got it the wrong way around so it's yeah. it's one of the ways around <laughs> yeah. walk around a well offering prayers and, and offerings uh to bring good luck mm-hmm. um the first person who was to draw water from the well uh would receive good luck as well so i can imagine there's a massive gathering around the well a massive at 12 o'clock at gathering night. or a queue like a, outside an apple store but for the well yeah, yeah absolutely um the other the other nice one i think is um the morning dew on on beltane was considered good luck so on the first day of summer if there's dew on the grass that water um is considered good luck and uh, would be used to for good health Mm-hmm. And um, maidens, specifically uh, maidens here. You, you've put maidens in in quotation marks. I'd like to point out. <laughs> I have, and I don't really know why. I like um, that. You know, you know those maidens. It's like you know that collection racket of fairies. <laughs> it's like yes, the mafia. <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of it's it's just me trying to make myself aware that this was very much an old tradition. Yes. That's very much True. not with modern ideas of sexuality and things. No. So maidens, so girls who have not lost their virginity, would bathe and wash their faces in the dew before mm. sunrise. And this was thought to increase, again, in brackets, sexual, and it is, it is sexual attractiveness. It's not general attractiveness. It's to basically, it's that horny thing, make you more mm. horny. Um, and it keeps you looking young and protects you from sunburn and skin problems. So it's basically an early version of sunscreen and moisturizer. Adding in sexual nature to it as well. I do like, like you said, it's like before sunrise because that get, gets me back to when, again, back in my youth, David, uh, when people would wear makeup before going to school, have it, you know, have it on just before you get to school and then take it off because the teacher doesn't allow you to do it. And I was like, what yeah. is the point? <laughs> but it's a just lot that, of effort but, for not much. <laughs> for that 15, 20 minutes on the bus, just in case, just in case somebody saw you. So that, that's quite, I, I like the idea that that's a quick, yeah. quick, put it on, put it on. And then, and then it's gone before you, before the sun goes. Yeah. But um, even though, even though it's an old thing and it was talking about 
maidens and women, men are not left out. Um, no. If 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 men washed literally just washed their face in soap and water uh, and kept themselves clean on May Day, um, you would grow a long beard. Well, <laughs> so apparently I'm a clean I'm a clean person. You've I've done got, really well, David. Congratulations. I, I, I myself, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't state whether it's the Jew or anything. It's literally if you just wash your face or something. If you just have a wash, yeah. <laughs> you just have a wash and Beltane, you'll grow a beard. It's that um, similar sort of thing going, if you eat your crusts, your hair will go curly. And you're like, well, what if I don't? It's too late. You're having a wash. <laughs> you're having yeah. you're having your crusts. And then to bring weirdly, this has just reminded me um the Tane and, and Colcullen, the Colcullen story. Um, he's seventeen in uh, at the at the kind of like the oh. major point of the story. Too young. And he's, um, and he's he's known as a beardless uh, child in this, and he's seventeen, so he's obviously not been washing his face. He's obviously no. a dirty, dirty boy. A dirty boy, dirty um, boy. Don't trust him. <laughs> he is also very ill at the end of the spoiler alert. He's quite ill at the end when the big battle happens. Um, well, maybe it's because he hadn't washed. No. Definitely hadn't washed, hadn't paid his money to the collection nope. record of fairies. Like, no, it's always... come around, made him ill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he drank the milk out of the bucket that was put behind the cow. You know, <laughs> oh yuck! Mm, this is chocolatey today, nutty, hot, right. <laughs> Right, uh, so that's that's as much as I kind of had time to actually oh, look thank at. Thank you. So um, there's probably things in there that are not quite right, like the fairy fort thing. I think is a little bit iffy as to what kind of fairy fort it is. Um, mm. But yeah, I've been a mad couple of weeks um, still, even though I finished my PhD. Still been a mad couple of weeks. Life so, yeah, gets um, in the way. Yeah, that is Beltane or Beltane, uh, depending mm. on who you ask. So, uh, how can we use these in RPGs? I'm going to start with you. I know I've put two down here, but I'm going to start with you. <laughs> make you do some talking. Yeah, I'll do some talking. So, yeah, I guess just through us talking about stuff, I'm thinking of stuff that's to do with community and sharing mm. and that sto- a storytelling thing. So, uh, maybe an obvious low-hanging fruit release would be like something that is a GM-less RPG. Yeah. And instantly, the games that come to mind are done by a person... Oh, two people, actually. There's... a uh, Avery Alder and Jay Dragon, who create uh, beautiful games about storytelling, about communities and found families and stuff. So Jay Dragon's one I'm thinking of. Uh, well, I've written it. I'm actually changing my mind. It's not Wonder Home. I will say I haven't read. I haven't read or played Wonder Home, but it's this idea that you're off on an adventure with all these other creatures and stuff. But actually, I'm going to talk about Sleep Away, which I have played, and this idea that you are all playing uh, camp counselors. Uh, at a summer camp uh, and it's a camp that you grew up with so this idea of community you start from when you're small and now you are the heads of that community mm. and what's beautiful about that game and i would as i would assume it is something that is within Dr- j dragon's other games as well is that when you create it you have like if you imagine a pin board and everyone starts to draw stuff and you put and you create the camp together oh yeah i know those kind of yeah yeah, um, and, but it's it definitely it was it was obviously made pre pandemic times. So we when we played it online, we used like a, a mirror board and stuff like that. And the, it's the idea that you can make it as a physical object. Mm. And that game is in particular, uh, I, it's based on the reason I, I will get into a- Avery Alder's games in a second. It's based on her games. This idea that um, you have strong moves and weak moves, and neutral moves. Uh, and the idea is that weak moves, you gain a token when you do them. And they're usually something that is like, 
uh, I say something hurtful, which I don't mean, all that sort of thing. It, it ties into different tropes as well. Mm. So each camp counselor, you have like the jock type counselor, you have the arts and crafts one, all this sort of thing, and you build up the characters as well. And then you have the neutral moves, which don't cost a token, and then the strong moves, which mean you do something uh, you know, in that sort of character, and it it takes a token. So it's this idea that it's not dice rolling or anything like that. It is talking constantly with your companions. And then you say, uh, maybe out of character a little bit, but you might be like, I do this move. And mm. it's just agreed upon that sort of like conversation style, which I can imagine if we're talking about that sort of churning butter and stuff, that you're t- talking about these things and you're creating the stories together. And it's actually incredibly powerful as a result. And I, I do think that of all of J Dragon's work. And I think Wonder Home has a very similar system in that sort of, tokens in and out sort of thing but it's that creating that community and having a found family and making that spirit so that that's what sort of came to my mind in sort of jade yeah, dragon's it's, work yeah it's only the thing about beltane other than the cows and the cattle and protections and there is a it's a community thing yes um that you you're around the campfires or the, the bonfires and the beltane fires that have been lit and mm-hmm. you're then as a community restarting the fires of the community and you can imagine as they're around the fires, they're talking about the year to come and things. And you can kind of have those conversations mm-hmm. about how they're going to protect them and, and how they're looking forward to the new year and who's going to marry who and, and whatnot. Yeah. Which then leads on to um, my other choice, then the Avery Elder choice, which is a quiet year, which most people will have heard of this idea. Again, you have like almost like a blank page and you draw on each of your players and you have obviously spring summer autumn winter but the idea is at the end in winter the um the frost shepherds will come this unknown entity will come and everything will be destroyed mm. and you build up this community you build up stuff so it can be a, like a super spooky uh welcome to nightvale type thing or it could just be anything and it's a great one for building a world and maybe like a lost area that your adventurers find later on but I think there's something there's something poetic about it because it uses like cards and prompts and all that sort of thing, like a a, a playing deck essentially of of prompts, uh, and it just gets. I when I was playing it, it just gets very sad. I think because you you realize that all your stuff you're doing, like you have arguments, you have like your projects aren't going to work because something happens, and people get the other players may get vindictive. Well, I want this to happen, so I'm going to make this happen, and at the end, it's sort of doesn't matter in a way because the frost shepherds will always come mm. and nothing will ha- and, and nothing will change because they'll always come so i guess that sort of ties in for me maybe sort of um on a tangent but it ties in for me this idea of like what has happened in the past it doesn't matter because it'll all burn away and it'll be it's a, a new start as yeah, well a cleansing ritual you, you, could, you could play it so you, you play it through and then at the end rather than it be the frost shepherds beltane happens yeah. and it cleanses and re- re- restarts everything yeah, you, could also, I, so you could also connect this to Samhain as well because it's mm-hmm. the end of the cycle and it's the beginning of that that cold spell. Yeah. And so you have this wonderful thing where you've gone from Beltane to Samhain. The summer has happened and all, all life has happened and then suddenly those frost shepherds turn up yeah. and the winter turns up and everything is is, is frozen away and things like exactly. that. Exactly. So yeah, both it, sides, I feel. Absolutely. And I think, because again, the, the way the game works, is obviously it goes, it, it says, you know, Oracle from spring to winter, but you could easily change it so there's, each uh, time you pull a card, it's it's an aspect that's happened rather mm. than like a day t- tied to it, stuff like that. I know the projects are measured in weeks, as it were, with a D6, but you yeah. can easily say like how much effort it takes to build it or do all this sort of thing and drawing stuff. So, so yeah, the, it's those two, they're, obviously both of them are indie RPGs and obviously you're available to get them 
wherever you find good RPG sellers and stuff. But I, I do find those ones particularly interesting because I think there's been this sort of big shift in indie RPGs to create more. I mean, we've said this all the time, I think, this idea of different storylines and stuff. More so with Jade Dragon's most recent uh, uh, project that's coming out, which, which name I'm going to get wrong completely, but it's like the bed and breakfast at Yazabur's or something like that, where you have st- uh, static characters that you play and it's like episodic, like an mm. arc, um, which I love that idea, like this idea that it's, and it's unlockable. So you get to some point, you put a sticker in it, like we've completed this episode, we've unlocked this story arc and you can go and do that story arc. A bit like, you know, Gloomhaven and you're doing the mm. scenarios and stuff. But that's nothing to do with Beltane. I just find that their work really interesting. Um, anything with Jade Dragon, because they think about stuff very differently. Um, yeah. yeah. There's def- definitely a, a, a shift in how indie RPGs are working away from that whole traditional sword and sorcery dungeon dive, big bad mm. at the end of it, combat-based system. We're seeing a lot more free-flowing storytelling systems. Um mm. And that's what I love. I love storytelling systems. And I love telling stories rather than getting bogged down in minutia. And I guess, sorry, I, you know, I'm just like, oh, I thought it was else. But you think like Bluebeard's Bride could also be a massive hack of this as well. You could change yeah. the, all, the, all the ways it's put out. This, this idea that, you know, maidens having to look beautiful and all that sort of thing. You could do a proper twist. I think anything with Bluebeard's Bride, to be honest, you could, you could probably hack for all the all the festivals. But yeah. it'd be if you wanted to play something that's slightly creepy and something tied into the seasons, maybe Bluebeard's Bride is the way to go on that. Um, so I, I put two down, and I'm actually going to... I might talk about them, but I've just had... Listening to you talk, I've had some ideas about some do other it, things. Do it, do so, it. I can go for another 10 minutes, David, if yeah, that's helpful. Cool. Um, so... It's not out yet, and I, it, I'm guessing it's going to come out soon. Mm. Um, I don't know when it is going to come out. I need to talk to someone about that. So there's a system called the PIP system. Mm. It's a it's a universe-free system, whatever they're called, open-world system. Um, so it has no setting. It's just a, a, a generic system you can apply to right. any setting. And I wrote, I've written on one of them called Time Jumpers. I did that with the Dark Days radio crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a new primer coming out, which is called Summer Camp, mm. um, which is based around summer camps. Um, so it's an American company, Third Eye Games. Crystal from Darker Days Radio is one of the, the, the developers for it, which is how I got involved with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could quite easily take um, the summer camp idea and have that, um, b- the beginning of the summer camp, you have a Beltane fire, um, especially if you want to want to translate it from America, like where the game is, that that book is mostly set. I wrote the scenario that's in that, and it's a bit of a weird folk horror story because, hey, it's me. Um, what shock? <laughs> um, but you could translate it and you could bring it over to the UK. Which, summer camps aren't really a big thing in the UK, really, but you could have yeah. it as a kind of a group of kids going out at the beginning of summer and they start the fire and. And they tell the stories of, that their parents have told them of, of the olden days and that you're kind of having that conversation around there and maybe they start freaking each other out about, oh, I see things in the fire and things and bringing in a little bit of creepiness with that. Or who stole my milk? Where's my milk gone? And kind of <laughs> adding those little weird hints that something mm. else is, is there and tell us all with that. And this, the PIP system, is it's a simple system. It's You just roll a number of dice with, compared with the number of pips that you've got on your character sheet and... Uh, I think four, five, and six is a successor. It's a super simple system. Um, mm-hmm. and translates mm-hmm. into any setting really, really well. The other one, and mm-hmm. I thought this was just 
pure mayhem. Um, because we've talked about fairies and we've mm. talked about them as a protection racket. Yep. I went Goblin Quest. I, you know what? I was just about to say Goblin <laughs> Quest. <laughs> I was like, actually, you should talk about Goblin Quest for this. Yeah, Goblin Quest would make total sense for this. So rather, rather than taking the idea of the actual Beltane Festival, play those bastard little fairies running around stealing yeah. everything and, 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 and the GM is trying to stop you from stealing them, but you're like, no, no, we've got there first. That's our milk. That's our butter churn. Oh shit, one of us is dead. <laughs> As a cow yeah. steps on you or something. Yeah. That, that's pretty much, yeah, because I, I think to myself, what other games, and, and, and I was thinking Grant Howard probably has something for this, and I was like, yeah. you just reskin Goblin Quest. It's like, yeah, I better mention Goblin Quest. And you got that just before me, and I was like, yeah, Goblin yeah. Quest. It's Goblin, I think Goblin Quest would be a perfect one to to, to play that kind of, it's not antagonist, yeah. but kind of that, that cheeky, the Wee McFeagles, basically. You'd play the Wee McFeagles yes. running around trying to steal the sheep, and then a cow yes. steps on someone. Yeah, maybe. Or yeah, and no. and if people aren't familiar with that, with the Goblin Quest system, it is, it is essentially uh, mo- the most survival horror. <laughs> so yeah, it's survival horror, but it, it's like yeah, it's par- it's paranoia essentially. Yeah. Which again, I love the idea of doing like a a, a dystopian esque like like yeah you know, alpha complex, but with fairies now and pixies. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, because um, Friend Computer has looked up uh, Great Wikipedia goes, it is now Beltane, so we should observe all these <laughs> random, <laughs> come on, troubleshooters. And you're like, okay, jump through the fire. Are you sure, Friend Computer? Are you doubting Friend Computer's authority? <laughs> no, Friend Computer, you know. So. That, that would actually be fantastic, running running it. Like, it, it, it's gone down a Wikipedia hole and found all these random festivals. But it's not got the dates correct and so it's kind of combined a couple of them all together so you're never sure which one you need to be doing because friend computer is is broken yeah and it's uh, the idea that you've got like various modems on fire and it goes please jump through the fire oh troubleshooter um troubleshooter blaine please throw yourself into the fire and we should pretend that you are dead (laughs) like you know they're like you like pretend? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shit. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, just again, that's a completely different spin on it. But yeah, I like the idea that they've just gone down that Wikipedia hole and goes, "We don't know if any of this is true, but compu- friend computer says, well, it must be true." Uh, yeah. So friend computer believes it's true, and if you don't behave, believe friend computer, then well, tough shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that'd be great. We I must think... all churn butter now. What? Just do it. <laughs> you must all You're... churn butter now and stop the small small mice from the stealing the butter. Like mice? Yeah, what yeah. mice? What, what are we talking about? Where? Your your security clearance is not high enough to churn butter. Um... <laughs> you you must churn the butter, but your security you, you have not filled in the forms correctly to uh, get the get the correct butter churner. You now have a cheese maker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. 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 Cool. I, I think I think we'll leave there. I don't think I'll, I'll do the the two others because I think that's that. Then leave it on the fun fun aspect. It's a it's oh, a it's a stuff. summer festival. It's fun. It's bright. It's it's good. I don't I don't need to talk about darkness of cult divinity lost and hunt hunter the vigil or things like this. Fair enough. <laughs> we can we can leave those for another day because I think we can hacking hacking paranoia like that. I think is a is a genius idea. <laughs> yes, I did it. <laughs> Absolute genius idea. Um, so but I, I paranoia. Did you have paranoia? I'll, you I'll run have paranoia. Par- yeah, yeah. Do that. You are yeah. now running it for me. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, like like you said, Goblin Quest is probably uh, uh, equally as good and and fun because then you could bring in the idea that all, not that all fairies are the same, but this idea if one fairy dies and suddenly you're popped back. Well, you get that with clones anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just a bit sillier. Like you just rock up, but you're like, okay, okay. So who's stealing what? <laughs> uh, 
oh, a cow. <laughs> I've come from the boss. He said we need the cow, not the sheep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great idea. But yeah, cool. So uh, we'll wrap up now. Um, so where can people find you, Fiona, other than occasionally on here talking random nonsense with me? And- and doing random dance moves to make you laugh. Yeah. Um, so when I'm not talking about fairies, uh, protecting rackets or, or giving money to them, uh, you can find me on What Am I Rolling, which is a twice monthly RPG one-shot podcast. As always, it's going very well. We've got a few RPGs. Obviously, it's all it's always about RPGs, but they've got some coming out. We've just done some interviews with uh, people from Free League. We had uh, people who designed Mertborg on, which oh, yes. is super, super fun. Oh, uh, we've also had the people from Death in Space as well, their brand new RPG, which... Which you will be able to watch on the YouTube <laughs> because we'll have played it by the time this comes out. <laughs> look, at, look at that segue. You were going past on that segue and you caught it. Amazing. So yes, so we'll be playing that and that will be really, really exciting because that's, that's a lot of fun and beautifully designed books as well. Like, basically, yeah, if, if you... Are interested in RPGs? Do check out Mertborg and and um, Death in Space. Two very very different RPGs, but both of them beautiful yeah. uh, and beautifully illustrated. So I would highly recommend um, just for inspiration, just to look at their stuff. Even they're just the websites. Uh, the other podcast I do is the DM's Book Club, which is uh, a weekly book club sort of podcast where we talk about some Dungeons and Dragons and and see how we can put it into our role playing games and probably make it a lot better. Um, we've done. You know, because not everyone not everyone enjoys D D, which is fair. What? Um, what? Who said that? Not me. I know, I know. I've just been burnt in a in a crazy crazy Beltane fire for saying that. Um, but um, but I I did, there's something to learn from the greatest the greatest role playing game. I'm saying that with quotation marks all over. But as my true love is obviously different RPG systems and ways we can tell storytelling yeah. and bits of lore from that it always makes me think of other things and other games and stuff so if you fancy listening to me waffle on about that to go check those out so that's what am i rolling and the dm's book club which you can find wherever you listen to podcasts and if i remember they'll be linked in the show notes thanks that's, david that's if i remember because i'm really bad at show notes yeah i'm also really bad at promoting myself on yes. social what, media. what do you do david what do i do i sit here and ramble and do crap Hooray! yeah um when we're not here with Fiona talking about festivals, you'll find me here talking about other random folklore stuff. Um, this episode is being recorded out of sequence, so um, I will be recording the episode that's coming out before this in a couple of hours' time, which will be Hooray! on, as I think I said, Edinburgh. Um, I've got some other things happening. Um, I know Tom is begging me to tell more stories about my haunted house that I used to live in as a kid. So that how be... how have you not mined that for content already, David? That's <laughs> I forget about it because I'm old and forgetful. Do you forget about it because it was so so traumatic, but or or was it because you're old and forgetful? It's because I'm old and forgetful, <laughs> right? Oh, boo! I'm also like a puppy with new thing, new new things. As soon as I hear about a new thing, I go, "Oh, I want to talk about that," and then I get halfway through planning that episode and find another one and go, "Oh, I want to talk I about want that." Talk about that, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but like I've actually got like loads of episode ideas that I was meant to do, but they've all gone out the window because I've found other things to do. So yeah, I do that. Um, <laughs> that's what I do here. I get distracted mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm on Darker Days Radio occasionally, um, either doing the Dark Hammer series or occasionally with Mike on the Secret Frequencies. We've got some of those planned. Um, up. Uh, and we we actually play games together occasionally on Twitch, don't we, Fiona? 
Yes, we do, David. Yes, that's how we know each other. We play games together. We play games together, Um, So yeah, if you go over to my Twitch channel, um, you'll find us there. And all the games are uploaded onto YouTube. We've played Mm -hmm. The One Ring, The Lord of the Rings RPG, which was like the best RPG game I've ever played. It was so much fun. It It was just hobbits on a journey. And boy, yes. what a journey was it! What a journey! Yeah, we play, um, what I, we've got, we're playing Alien currently. Yeah, I've, I've nearly space. killed Fiona in Alien. Uh, she currently has no. You, no, you have killed one of my characters in Alien. The one I, I didn't really care about. Yeah. I've killed one of them, and, and the one that you do care about currently has no legs. No, I, I, I'm not. You long turned this into C3PO. <laughs> yes. Oh my! <laughs> I mean, throwing around everywhere. Yeah. Um, but the, the Death in Space also, will be yeah. out by the time yes. this comes out, so we'd have played yeah. that. I'm looking forward to a. Torturing you with that one? Oh, uh, yes, because that's a so uh, not so that's a one on one. It's a one 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 on one. Yeah, that'd be uh, very exciting with a new system. And then we've got BCing you coming up as well. Yes, I, I keep forgetting what it's called, but BCing you will be beginning of May. So around May. the time that this actually comes out, we'll be mm. doing the stream of that, and we have the writer on the game yes. as well. So the writer would be seeing you will be there. So that'll be cool. It'll be very um, exciting. Wait till I fuck it all up by being silly. <laughs> when it's supposed yeah, to be so a dead be, seeing you is basically uh, playing role-playing in England in the, the most viewed this... security state that there is. And it's... Yeah, 1984 modern day. That's what I So basically England as it is now. We're basically yes. going to role-play our own lives. Yeah, so... <laughs> We're going to bring a bit of joy to that. But yes, that's really exciting. That's going to be yeah, super so fun. That. Um, I've also got uh, Cult, the second episode, is mm. nearly sorted for a timing on that one. Um, it will be, I think, May 14th. Um, I am currently begging other people to kind of do things at the moment as well. Um, there mm. might be Tom. Tom's going to run something as well. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's plans coming. Um, I'm now finished with my PhD, so I can start doing these things again, which is really yep. cool. Yay! Um, you can find me over on Twitter where I don't post anything, really. Um, you can find me on Facebook where I post even less. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's why I only have like 10 listeners because I'm just really bad at doing things. Oh, on RPGs and folklore, um, mm. I, and I'll mention that you probably have heard this in the episodes that I'm about to record. Uh, I have just released, self published a Vesson um, scenario. Yes. Based, uh, which is basically what was meant to have been run with uh, James Shakeshaft, uh, Mark Norman, and Icy Sedgwick um, on the stream. You can actually watch it on the YouTube ad, uh, um, channel. channel. Uh, the uh, call it Scottish Vesson. It's on Drive Through RPG. It's, it's called Dark Dark Tides. Um, mm-hmm. That's the full scenario there. That's the kind of how I'd planned it. Um, but obviously, you know how these things work. You, you, it's Best of hands of nice and isn't it? Go yeah. sideways straight away. It's very fishy. Exciting. Um, so that's up there. I've got a few more other things in the works to be published. Um, mm-hmm. So they'll be slowly coming out over the next couple of months as well. So these are all self-published stuff at the moment. So, but yes. So that is that. Um, I think that's all we've got to talk about because you need to go back to work. Nah. Yes, unfortunately, I think I think that's everything. Well, thank you for having me on, David, to talk about. Beltane and like just talk about RPGs protection rackets. Yeah, protection rackets from fairies. Absolutely. I think, I think that's the one thing that we've learned today is yes. fairies run protection rackets. A thousand percent. Like, and if they're not, they're missing a trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. So 
um thank you very much for for joining me and uh we will be back with the next one of these around august the first i think is yeah, a bit of a bit of a wait a wait now like four months isn't it yeah yeah, yeah they, well it's every quarter so it would be every three months yeah. oh well there you go um, <laughs> shows how much i pay attention to these these festivals me too um cool so we'll we'll be back with those so thank you very much everyone and adieu bless you <laughs> <laughs>